We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Halos. This is Derek C. Paul with Nate Green and Jared Timms for our rules edition. This is September 10th when we're recording. According to date early because the NFL is tomorrow and we're causing all kinds of problems with that. At least, well, unless you're a Rams fan, then we're just crying in the corner and rocking back and forth. On that note, moving on. Jared, how are you? Doing pretty good. You know, let's go give yourself a, you know, a selfless plug, Mr. Commander-in-Chief of everything talking halos and the rams enterprises oh okay you have really you just roll with that yeah all right as you all should know by now we're part of the blue wire network we have two podcasts on the network which is talking halos which is killing it both on youtube go check it out and also audio as well and the flagship rams talk radio uh, with budding hands Rams Talk radio that is underway as well go check us out make sure you leave a follow make sure wonderful reviews on on itunes really appreciate that in the meantime We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's get it, let's get it going. Nate, since he uh, gave me a chance to plug, we'll just ignore him for a minute. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good to see you, Derek. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. We want you on. We want you on the platform. You know that way you can see when we when we uh, when we have our next podcast come out. So please subscribe on YouTube as well. 
And, and to be honest, we really, if there's one way you can help us out to be successful, subscribing on YouTube is the best way. Once you get a thousand subscribers, we can start making money and making money means better podcasts, honestly, because we can pay for crap. So if you really ever, and I get this all the time, honestly, what's the best way I can help the podcast? Subscribe. It's the easiest way. Second best way, leave a review, a good one. If you want to leave a crappy review, hey, send us an email first, at least, and let us know what the problem is. Maybe we can fix it. So there you go. All right. Bam. 2023 rule changes are underway. And I'm very curious on how you guys feel about it. Let's roll through them real quick. And Jared's chomping the bit already. Is that it? You chomping the bit, man? I can be. Over, over these? Be. All right. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, do you want to go through them? You, you're really chomping here. No. Let me go through. You want to go through? No, I go through. Go through. Go through. Go through. Okay. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so I'm going to use Jeff Passon's article from ESPN on this one. The the rule changes are a 15 second pitch clock with empty bases and 20 seconds with runners on. It's actually a bit more strict than that. There's some stuff within that which may raise an eyebrow or two. A defensive alignment can no longer be what it's been it has to now include two fielders on each side of the field in other words shifting especially those left-handed shifts all right there you go their problem no more apparently and the 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 another one it's not as bad larger bases so those three things pitch clock shift and now larger bases just so you know the vote per jeff passing was not unanimous Player representatives voted no on the shift and the pitch clock portions of the changes. So I know you were chomping at the bit, sir. Jared, go. What are your thoughts? As uh, being a correspondent for minor leagues, absolutely love doing that. We, I've been able to see all these rules. Um, and in all honesty, I'm fine with two of three of them. Um, bigger bases, I don't have an issue with. Like, that's... I, ha- I like you, you notice them, but it's nothing worth noting. So I like, can just kind of check that one off. Like, that's cool. You probably won't even notice them on TV. You probably won't, bar- you'll probably barely notice them in the game. I know there was that video going around with uh, Rich Hill putting a giant black square on the base. Um, that's not how it's going to look. I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's barely noticeable. Nate, I, I, when we go out to Inland Empire, mm-hmm. they use bigger, biggest, yeah. bigger bases out there. Um, barely noticeable, to be honest. So I'm cool with that. Um, pitch clock. Pitch clock, pitch clock, pitch clock. I know that everybody's going to be like, oh, this isn't really going to help. Um, this is going to probably shorten the game by about 20 minutes, I think is what the minor leagues showed. I think everything in the minors, um, well, average game time in the minors was under two hours and 40 minutes um, throughout all of throughout all of minor league baseball, um, which is pretty cool, to be honest. I know that, you know, getting under 240 is a big thing. And honestly, like when you look at the pitch clock, the only thing that it, I mean, it hurts some pitchers out for sure. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, it kind of hurts MLB. You're not getting as much sponsoring, <laughs> you know, like as, as weird as that sounds like shorter games, less commercials. Like that's, that's where I think, uh, I think it lies. I know everybody wants, you know, that angel game started what six forty. you want, you want them to be over by hopefully nine at this point um, with this. So that's actually kind of cool. I know my math's kind of off there. Nine, nine thirty ish ish. We'll say um, better than what they used to be. I think <laughs> I remember going to games and it was a seven o'clock start. Uh, we would be getting out of there at like 1030 some nights. And it was like, well, I know I'm in high school, but, uh, but this is a little different. 
Um, I'm cool with those two, Nate. I know that you have maybe a little bit of a different opinion on, on one of those two rules. So I'll kind of let you take it away before you know, we, uh, I think we dive deep into, uh, into that third rule. Yeah. So the, the, uh, the basis, like we talked about, who cares, you know, will it change a call or two maybe, but not the end of the world. I think, um, the biggest thing is you're looking for better player safety at first base. You're, you're looking for maybe uh, a guy to be able to steal a base a little bit easier. I don't know how their math on that. I don't know if that's really going to, to work for everyone, but that's what they say. Um, yeah, the pitch clock. I'm not a huge fan of the pitch clock. I think that the way the pitch clock works in professional baseball is kind of, eh. it's more of like a play clock in football where it's like, you have to throw the pitch at the before zero hits. And I, I really like college um, coaching in college. It, it was way different. It was, you had to come set once, it, once you came set, then the, then the clock stopped and you had, you know, you had to either disengage or pitch. And I, I think it just made the game go a lot better. Disengagement is the biggest rule that I want to talk about here. Like the pitch clock, it is what it is. If you want to put a pitch clock on there, whatever, um, but the disengagement rule, like to tell a pitcher they can only pick off twice slash um, talk to their catcher slash mound visit, all these things like th- this is going to make it so easy for guys to steal bases, which, you know, I, I know we want to see more offense. We want to see guys be able to, to move, but it, it's just really making it harder on the pitchers. And it's like, wh- why do we keep putting rules in to help the offense that is hitting 215? Like they are choosing to hit 215. They have an opportunity to go and hit and and not go up there with the approach of let me hit th- uh, a home run every single swing. If I miss, uh, who cares? I'm still going to get paid because I know I'm going to hit 35 plus home runs doing it this way. I might hit 215, but I'm still going to hit my 35 home runs, so I'm still going to get paid my 15, 20 million. Um, so so why are we going to reward that behavior? I, I just don't understand why we're going to continue to reward those type of hitters and those type of players. Like if you want to be a better hitter, choke up. There are a lot of guys that, that do that. I mean, Anthony Rizzo does it every now and then Joey Votto does it now. And then some of these guys that have been doing it for a long time and have been a really good hitters for a long time, they understand that they need to choke up. It's something we talked about Zach Neto with Anthony his, Rendon. Zach Neto with his um, approach as well. He, he has a different two strike approach and, it's been really helpful. I, I think I even brought it up too. It feels like Neto's most of his hits are with two strikes. It's unbelievable, especially his home runs, all of them. Like, um, so I'm not a huge fan of it. I think that that base runners are going to be able to look at the clock and be like one and go and really take advantage of this. And I think honestly, in the minor leagues, there's not as much pitching coach time and, and timeout being called this in the big leagues. I think that stoppage of play happens way more in the big leagues and that's the one another thing that I'm worried about too is is how is that going to work out in between pitches, things like that? Because pinch hitter comes up in the eighth inning, you're using one of your disengagements right away because they're usually going to take a mound visit, talk to the pitcher, tell them the new uh, scouting report. And then he picks over one time. Now all of a sudden that runner on first is he's got a really easy chance to go into second base. You put him in scoring position of a, a tie game or down by one and, and the game gets really, really out of control fast. So that's that's why I'm not a huge fan of the the pitch clock slash disengagement rules. What about the what about the shift? No, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not with it. I think there's better ways. I think there's better ways to do this again. Nate mentioned it. Um, it, it helps the hitters. Like at the end of the day, like that's like, we found something in, in the shift that, um, that helps pitchers out a little bit, you know, and I know that our people have already been, you know, saying like, all oh, the pitchers are already throwing 95. All oh, the pitchers are doing this. I mean, you, you've already taken away a lot from pitchers. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. Like Phil's constantly has been against pitchers and pitchers have gotten the, uh, gotten the big target on the back now. And, you know, relievers now have the target on their back. Cause you have to now face three, three guys, so, you know, the past couple of years, it definitely feels like it's constant, 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 um, you know, going after pitchers and trying to make baseball an offensive game again, which is, which is fine, you know, back to what it was with the steroid era. Um, and I'm all good. I'm all good with that. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Well, apparently um, your dog doesn't like it either. I know my dog. Yeah. He's, he's going crazy. I mean, there. he just, my gosh, yeah, that's what happens when we have a, Should we put him in a shift 14. I mean... he's, he needs to go in the shift. For sure. sure. He's going to have to go in the cage here in a second for me. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, there are, there's some better ways I think to, to manage the shift. Um, You just don't play guys in the outfield. Like it's as simple as that. Like how, how how quickly before somebody says, you know, we're going to bring in an outfielder, you know, like we're going to move our out. We're going to move an outfielder in, you know, like, let's see, Shohei Otani's batting, right? You know, we're going to throw in on a hit, throw in on Shohei Otani, make him pull the ball. Our outfielder is going to be playing where the second baseman was playing. Um, center fielder shifts over to right. Left fielder shifts over to center. You know, like that's, there you go. You, you have the probably, shift again. You would probably move the left fielder over and let the center fielder have the more ground to cover because he's probably, that's probably his job. But yeah, I, that's something that I would, I would think like how long before the outfielders just say, all right, so there's no rules against us. So the left fielder is playing, you know, it's going to happen in between second base and shortstop. The second baseman's playing there. The shortstop's playing there. And, you know, it's right center and and center, right center and left center, depending on how they, they do it. So that, that would be interesting to see. I I think that there will be a team who tries that just because they still want to get free outs. Rays, Astros, and then also, by the way, I'm mean, throwing this one out there too. The arena football tactic: having your shortstop just start running, right? Like you could, you could totally pull that one off. I think. Weird as that sounds. You, you got to hope that he doesn't have to change direction though, because yeah. if, if they hit a ground ball, you know, to where he should be playing, and he's running the other way, now he he has a shot for a torn ACL or anything. And you're playing the numbers. You're playing the numbers game at that point, which is you know analytics. You're playing analytics uh, and. That's like, you know, everybody's doing that. We just talked about that. So, um, yeah, you know, if he's running one way, you better hope that it's like an 85% chance he's hitting it that way, you know, and you're already getting over there. So, um, yeah, I'm not for this. This is going to – sorry, take a step back. There's a side of me that says I'm not for any of this, by the way. I'm a traditionalist. And there's also the side of me that says, you know, like these uh, these previous rules that were put into play – haven't made a difference. Like we haven't seen anything crazy happen in the minors. We haven't seen anything crazy happen, you know, with other rules that have gone into play. Why, why is this going to be that big of a change? You know? So there is that side of me as well. This kind I think of, it's a big oh, change though. This is yeah, a big no, change. I, I do too. I, I agree. But there's that side of me too. That's like, dang, this is a little bit over an overreaction. You know, like how often do people hit into the shift? Really? Like how, when people shift, how often do they hit into the shift? Like Albert Pujols is a good example, right? Like, he ended the shift. It feels like quite a bit, but like what? 
if they shifted him 10 times, he hit into the shift four times, three times, like 30%. It's where it worked. Like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it'll be interesting to see at the end of the day. Like I, I don't if know. It's how 40%. That could be an extra four hits a night for him. Like he could be going, he could be going two for 10 and instead now he's going six for 10. And how, That's how a often, huge difference. How, how often do we see them hit? like against the shift too of course but that's that's an accident you know like they're not trying to go against the shift that's like a oh crap you blew up my bat and i accidentally went the other way with it like yes woohoo i get a single out of this i wouldn't say it was i wouldn't say it's extra i wouldn't say it's like four hits out of ten i'd say though two you know even that's 400 to 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 ten but i i would also want to point this out as well and you know, I fall much more in line with Nate on this in that you, if you want the game to be better, if you're trying to make things better for the hitters, you know, quit encouraging them to be a, to be a base-to-base. Reward league. the good hitters. Like, you're, you're uh, yeah. rewarding bad hitters right now, and that's what it is. Like, hey, just go up there, pull the ball, and – you know, if you hit ground balls, that's fine. But as long as it's pull side and you hit the ball in the air and it gets out of here, like you're still going to get paid your $20 million. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Um, does too many home runs bore you? Yes. When, when there's some of those games where it's, you know, 10 to 11 and, and the guys hit eight home runs, it's like this isn't fun. It, it's mm-hmm. not fun. Depending on the score of the game too and, and how things are going, it, it can get very – very boring, especially if it's all in, you know, one or two innings. They could hit all these home runs in the first three innings, not score the rest of the game, and it's like, oh, okay, so like we we got no pitching. We had fifteen pitching changes because you know every nobody can get an out, and all the offense was in one inning. I would much rather watch a really good pitching game. Again, this is a, coming from a pitcher, so I'm I'm going to be different than everyone else on this, but I would much rather watch a zero zero game in the seventh. Somebody scores in the eighth, even if it's only one or two runs, it's way more fun to watch a game where one pitch matters, you know, rather than like, Oh, here we go with the, with the home run balls. You, you put the ball in play and it's a home run. Like, I don't know. I think you get frustrated watching some of those balls get out too, when the balls are, are really messed up. We're, we're not the average fan though, Nate, yeah, like you have to remember true. that we, we are not like, I, I agree with you. Like I appreciate a good pitching matchup. Like that's what I look for. Like when I'm going to the game, I'm not like, that's cool that I'm looking at the, like, I look at the lineup and everything like that, but like, I like looking at the pitching matchup. Like who am I seeing on the mound tonight? You know, like, oh, this is, I think we, even, I mean, we went to the Mariners game and it was Otani against Luis Castillo. And we were like, well, this is going to be like a two hour game. And this is when nobody like Otani was the only guy in the lineup ended up not being that way, but, um, and both guys pitched okay but like yeah i i think that you know to appeal to the average fan that's what you got to kind of do is hit home runs and my biggest worry of this whole thing and i'll tell you exactly how next season's going to play out um the first month two months whatever it is they're going to use the dead balls and this is where it's going to come to play and everybody's gonna be like oh this really isn't that big of a deal you know these dead balls like whatever um you get to right after you know the nba season and they're going to put in these the uh the super bowls that are going to start getting out of the park and uh, you know i don't know if we saw cj crone's home run 405 feet absolute tank it, that's going to be happening all the time and and we're going to think like oh it's just you know something weird going on you know it's summertime the ball's heating up and realistically like you know th- that, that's what's going to happen next year 
110%. We're, we're not going to worry too much about it early on. Pitching's going to – it happened this year. I mean, you can look at the stats. Like, they didn't use any – like, they used the dead balls, and then all of a sudden, second half rolls around. Baseball's the only thing on TV, and, you know, all these home runs are getting out of the park. I think that – I think, you know, backing up a little bit, I don't know that it's about the average fan. I think it's about the age of the fan. And what I mean is pre-1998, kids who were teenagers, now in their 30s and you know, late 30s, early 40s, we've, we saw the pre-98 baseball. We saw the post-98 baseball. We've seen how it all works. And now you have, you know, so late 30s and above. Younger fans, the ones who didn't really pay much attention to it, they're the ones who are like, I have an attention span of a gnat. I am on my phone half the time. I need something to excite me to get me going. And those are the fans are catering to right now. I don't know that it's casual fan. I think it's an age group, a demographic that they're trying to, to get on board because let's be honest, Major League Baseball has been tanking fans now for years. And we've been getting away with it thanks to TV contracts. But they don't, but attendance has not been great for a while. You're not you're not making an inroads to inner cities like you used to. You're not reaching in the demographics. So what's the best way to do? You make it more make it more excitable. Here's the problem though. You know what excites me more? I'll tell you what excites me more. It excites me being a two one game, and our number three hitter lines a double opposite way down the sideline, and then our number four hitter comes up and cranks one out. So you've done something where you that you use your skill to get there. Like, hey, your number three hitter lands down the line. How often are we seeing opposite hit baseball now? How good hitting, like you're mentioning, choking up. How often are we seeing those skills, stolen bases, squeeze plays? The things that really excite me consistently are were the or every part of the game, not just one part, not just the home run ball, not just the stop and go. But I want what we saw in 2002 angels baseball what it's so special and it's so hard to stop them they could do everything they could, they could hit it out they can go down the line they can do they can steal a base they can pressure pitchers that's baseball and we've lost that and now baseball is doing the exact opposite of what they should be doing by trying to force this down uh and what nate said nate nate was dead on dude you're dead on they're rewarding bad hitting instead of pushing for better hitting and my question to both of you guys, too, if if we're on board with the home runs and the average fan, like Jared said, does the average fan want to watch 15 strikeouts a night? Because that's not going to change the way that hitters go to the plate. The Banning the shift is going to encourage hitters to go to the plate and say, let me, let me go up there and I'm going to swing out of my shoes three times. And if I hit one out, I hit one out. But if I strike out, it's fine. I, I get three more ABs tonight. All I have to do is hit one out. And again, I'm getting paid. That's all they care about is if I hit one out, I'm getting paid. If you'll, I was going to say, if we're seeing 15 strikeouts in a game, Nate, you and I are pretty happy about that. We are. Yes. But the average fan, you just said with the average fan, if it's, if it's eight, seven, there's, you know, five, six home runs and there's 15 strikeouts in the game. Is is that, is that entertaining to watch either a strikeout or a home run? Does the average fan love pitching ninja? It depends on the strikeouts stuff. too. Like, like that—that's—that's that's what I'm at. Like, I, I think it depends. Home really runs seriously. and stuff. 
That's that's what everybody wants. Right there now. is a joy stuff. in watching good pitching. There is. And even our youngest – I don't think they give young fans credit for what they do enjoy. I think even a young fan can enjoy watching Shohei Otani pitch. When he's on, he's on. Watching their Verlander do what he does when he's on. That's good stuff, man. Even when you watch a curveball do a perfect curveball, just go down. There's an art to it. People will enjoy a good art, but they're taking those people for granted and going for a mass belief. And the, honestly, the only way to really do anything about it is something that we're going to have a hard time doing, which is you stop going. You stop tuning in. That's how That's how the – because that's all they really get. It's in dollars and cents. And if your ratings tank and your attendance tanks, then guess what? They get to find what's wrong. And it, for, to me, there's here's the thing. Pitch clock. I haven't said it yet. Pitch clock. I don't like it. And the reason I don't like it is very simple. It's it's too regimented. It's you it, catch has to be set by a set time. The batter has to be the box at a set, at a set time. Well, these people aren't robots. You're treating them like robots. I have a problem with that. And quite frankly, why? Like Jared, you mentioned this. Why in the world would anybody want to shorten the game to the point where you're taken away from the experience? I actually expect a three hour game when I go. If it goes over a little bit, fine. But at two and a half hours, I almost feel like it's rushed. It's going to feel robotic. I don't want that. I want these guys to be naturally. The part of it is is actually watching these guys be who they are. It's a mental game. You're redu- you're retaking the mental aspect of the game by not allowing these guys to think it through. You're rushing them all the way through. So by placing those robotic limitations and pitching, problem for me. The shift, same. You know. You're, you're just letting guys be lazy. You're letting guys – you're taking away strategy. You're making a game of chess in the checkers. That's what you're doing. You're making a game of chess and checkers. And one thing to me is always set baseball apart, that every aspect of baseball is a thinking man's game. Or woman's, person's. I'm not being sexist here, okay? Um, it's a thinking person's game, and you're going to think on every single aspect of it. You're taking that away, and – I don't. I don't even think the average fans gonna go for that for long. You're you're taking away from the field and putting it in, in the uh, front office. We just had this conversation. I mean, baseball's analytics. People are you know, they're not letting players. You don't let players think anymore, right? You're not letting managers think anymore. Right. That's not going to change. They're no. still gonna. They're still gonna do the same thing. That th- these rules are not going to change that. No. These rules are going to change the type of hitters that we are bringing up, the type of pitchers that we are bringing up, and the type of fans that are watching the game. That's what these rules are going to change. It's not going to change the general manager from calling down to the to the manager or to the assistant, um, to the assistant manager and call him and say, hey, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to bring in um, we're going to bring in Loop in the eighth and we're going to bring in Tapera in the ninth. And it's like, but, but Loop's pitched three days in a row and Tapera hasn't gotten an out in two weeks, but well, the numbers say it, so we're going to listen to the numbers. Like that's not going to change. What's going to change is you're going to get a lot more Joey Gallows. Joey Gallo is going to be able to. He he went from borderline minor league contract to you know maybe three million dollars to now this guy might be making seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars this next year. 
And, and I know you're looking at me going, there's no way, but I guarantee you he's going to make way more money than you expect because people are going to say, nobody can shift this guy anymore. He's going to be, he's going to hit better. He's not going to hit 160. He's not going to hit 150. He might hit 230. He's not hitting he the ball on the ground, though. Hits the ball in the air. He, Those he guys hit the ball on the ground. It's a ball, guys that hit the ball on the ground. We talked. We talked. We we looked. He's still. He's still going harder. to. He's still going to get. Hits. I agree. They're, his agree. his numbers are going to go up, and they're it's turning to... baseball into whack a mole. That's fine. And, but they're they're doing. Doing. I mean, we talked. We we look like right as these rules came out. Who are the two players that are going to benefit from this the most? Two of the better. Two of the be- Two of the better players in in baseball right now, right? Like even according to us, two of the best players in best, better players in baseball and Corey Seager and Jordan Alvarez are going to benefit the most from this. I think it was Tucker. Kyle Tucker. I mean, re- yeah. regardless who it is, it's it's not the, I don't think it's a Joey Gallows. Like Albert Pujols isn't gonna, isn't gonna unwritten, not retire because of this rule. You know, like it's, it's not, like I said, I think that I'm gonna go back to it. Like, I think that I think we're all making kind of a big deal about it when I don't know if it's going to like, we've seen it in the minors, Nate. Like, I don't even think it like, I'm pretty pretty sure that Inland Empire, I'm pretty sure that Inland Empire, there are different hitters in the minor leagues, but Joey Gallo is going to get pitched differently too. It's not going to be like pound him in, pound him in, pound him in and off speed away and hope that he rolls over. It's going to be a different, it's going to be a different way of pitching. He, he has a shot to hit a lot better than what he's hitting this year. And I know everyone's going to say, of course he has to hit better than what he's hitting this year. He's hitting 172 or whatever it is. Um, He will hit over 230 next year just because of this rule, because he will get a couple extra hits. And I mean, there are going to be a couple extra hits a week maybe every other week that he gets that's going to raise his average up because that guy, he's he's going to be a hot commodity knowing that they can't shift that guy anymore. I don't know why you're shaking your head. No, I agree. I, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't see it. it. I don't see you don't, it. You don't see how it's going to happen? No, he. I, I'm just saying he hits the ball you, in the you air. You can't like Mike the Ford. same way. But like, he doesn't hit the ball in the air every time. And you can't and pitch nobody him the run the shift Nobody hits, out nobody hits the ball into the shift every time. Like, it's the exact same. But when you go to the play and you look, when you are a hitter and you're going to play and you see the shift on, you can't tell it doesn't expect, it doesn't get you here. You're thinking about that shift the entire time. It changes the entire way you're thinking about the game. If yeah. you're not worried about the shift anymore, then you're going to be in your normal mode of doing what you do. The shift changes things for, for a hitter just as much as it does for a pitcher. And to me, that's the problem. We can't ignore the mental aspect of the game. It will affect them, and it will affect a lot more than we think they will. It's 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 how the game works. It's how it's meant to work. That's why they do it. If the shift didn't work, they wouldn't have been doing it. If it wasn't affected as much as they would, if it had been, they wouldn't have employed as much as they have. To say it's not going to be effective, I'm sorry, do I disagree? It's going to be, it, is, it does matter. I, think it's gonna I, be, if, I, I still think it's going to be effective. I don't think it's going to be as effective or dramatic as everybody's going to make it out to be. I'm, I'm going to let you know, like, we point, we point it ask, out. We point it out Ranger right fans. now. How how often do we point it out? Like, oh, he didn't do a shift, right? Like, oh, look at the, David Fletcher is playing out. Andrew Velasquez is playing out in right field. You know, like we point that out. How often do we point out that, you know, like, oh, if you know, if we would have been, if they would have been shifting there, you know, that's not a hit. You know, like I, I just think that again, like I, I, I. Well, here's a question for you then, Jared. How often do we hear they beat the shift? I, I mean, how often do we hear? We don't hear it a whole lot, do we? Once again, that's not a whole lot. No. So I mean, that, that tells you how effective it actually is. Yeah. You take you're taking away a tool from a, an opposing team's toolbox, this is, and it, all it does is benefit the hitter. This this is just showing. This is just showing us. Like, I'm gonna bring this full circle. This this is gonna kill the Angels. 
Angels are a horrifically bad scouting team, right? Like we've talked about this multiple, multiple times. Like I don't they, know if it kills the bad scouting teams. Oh, a hundred percent it will. How? You you, do, you, have you, to, you have to actually position like you can't you you're saying like with a lefty up now you have to figure David, out like David oh, is he Fletcher gonna hit has, it up the middle. David Fletcher has it? a shot to hit better next year with a better average because the Astros can't put three guys on the right side of the infield and say, Good luck pulling a baseball. It, it, it could change it could change they the shift way David that, Fletcher like that? They're all they they have shifted they shift David, David Fletcher. Fletcher on the ground like that. They, they've they shift shifted him. David Fletcher I, is, both ways. You, oh no, they shift him in the outfield because we've talked about this before. In the infield, the they've out. shifted him as well. It's ah. not as drastic, but they've still shifted him. I'm telling you, the number for Corey Seager this year would raise his average from 247 to 340. 340. That's a huge difference. That's how much he hits into the shift. And You're telling me that sh- that's not going to change. That Corey Seager hitting change. 340 compared to 247. And it I guarantee change. you right now, if you ask Texas Ranger fans, what do you think of Corey Seager? They're going to say, eh, he's been okay. I don't know if he's been worth the money we've paid him. But if he's hitting 340 and his OPS is near 890, they're going to be like, yeah, we got well, steal. Where is this number for from 247 to 330? Where are you getting the number from? They they uh, posted it on Twitter how many hits he would have if the, if the shift wasn't in. Or do you tip the cap? No, that's see, that's stupid. Like you tip the cap at the scouting department at that point. Like, oh, like we're pitching. That's what well. we're saying. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. Now you're gonna have to scout even more because now you have to actually put your second baseman in the correct spot. Now you actually have to put your shortstop in the correct correct spot. Are you moving your third baseman over? Is your first baseman moving but over? You can't How replace the bodies there, man. You're, 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 you were having yeah, four guys on one side of the field. Now you can't do that. The teams are gonna have to get a thousand times better on the scouting side of things. And the Angels, we talked, we've talked about this a lot how bad the angels are on the scouting side of things. And like when, when the angels play the Astros, it's, it's almost not even a talent level. That's, that's the big difference there. It's the scouting aspect of the game. The angels get out scouted. Like the reports that the Astros put out, the reports that the Dodgers put out, the reports that some of these teams puts out compared, compared to the angels. It's, it's not necessarily going to be a, 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 um, how good the angels are. It's going to be the scouting side of things. Like we're going to notice it like, Oh, who's David Fletcher is playing short hypothetically. And they move him over two steps to the right. And he hits it two, And this guy hits it two steps to the left. That's where teams are going to get beat a lot. It's not necessarily going to be like, yes, you know, like you're going to, that's you're making there. Like teams are making it easier by putting three guys on one side of the dugout or on not dugout, but one side of the infield. Right. Like you got to get a lot better scouting. I mean, and I would be interested in having that conversation deeper as, you know, we're talking about all the problems with the Angels here, and I'm not sure. I haven't listened to every show you guys done without me around. I'm sure Sky has come up. I'd like to get more into that conversation as we head to the office about scouting because, you know, that, that's a big, big part of it. But, I mean, when you can remove some of the fruits of that scouting, that's what the, that's what the shift does. Why do you scout somebody? You can see what you do with them. Well, you know who you're going to, who you need to shift against. Well, you're removing one of those tools. I just don't think that, I don't think that it's going to help baseball long term. I think it may, it may help short term score wise. It may make things more excited for those home run lovers out there. But you're going to have a lot of ticked off pitchers on one end. You're going to have a lot of people who are like, listen, this is not the baseball I love. And it wouldn't surprise me if long-term interest in the sport waned because they get tired of seeing station to station, home run baseball, and that's all they ever see. I want more. What makes this game special, it's all the little things you can do. And 
I may sound old there, but I'm saying, listen, pre-1998, that's the baseball any one of us knew. And we've seen flashes of it since then. It's not like it doesn't, it's, it's not a dinosaur. And if we ever hope to have some of that back, you can't accept rules like this. Maybe I'm too much of a traditionalist like you, Jared. Maybe. Except you got to find the happy medium. We got to you got to you got to find the happy medium. All right, Nate. Final thoughts. I'm curious to see how this changes. Who gets more? Who gets paid this offseason? Who doesn't? I I think this will change the fact on on some guys getting paid. Um, Like Joey Gallo, he he will get paid a major league contract instead of a minor league contract. He was so bad in New York that it was minor league contract right now. So I'm curious to see what that does with some guys. I'm curious to see about some of these pitchers. Are some of these pitchers going to come out and say they they would rather not pitch with a shift or or do they just love the shift that much and are okay with giving up the, you know, 14 hoppers to third that end up being a double. So I'm curious to get some of their opinions on that as well. Jared, your final thoughts? Find the happy median. I'm going to stick with that. Can't be too analytical. Can't be too old school. All right. Well, folks, there you go. Lively conversation today. It's worth sharing if you actually get it and listen all the way through. Give us a follow on Twitter at Talking Halos. Follow these guys, Jared Ernstwork Tim's, Nate Green34. Follow me, although I never really show up there anyways. But as it is, we'll see you soon. Tuesday night, I believe. I think Tuesday night. And in the meantime, we're out of here. Have a great one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.